welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Health podcast, where we talk about self-awareness, conscious living, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you so much for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. How are y'all doing? I have had a very interesting, actualizing, grounding week, I guess, last couple of days. Um, I don't know how many of you actually know this. I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I do have a YouTube channel. It is my full-time job. It is what I pursued and still am pursuing before I started this podcast. And so I've known this for a while now, but I was selected to be a part of the Black Voices Fund class of 2023. I've known this since October. But it didn't get announced to this past Tuesday, November 15th. And so that said, obviously, when I first got the news, I was like, what the hell? Like, me? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow, this is this is crazy. And so all this time, obviously, I didn't know who else was in a, a recipient of this I guess, award, this fund, basically, and if you don't know what the Black Voices Fund is, this fund was created in the summer of 2020 as a response to social injustice, you know, around the time when um, the George Floyd tragedy happened. Um, This was YouTube's response to injustice and to support black creators. Um, And so what you get from this fund, you get a YouTube partner manager, you receive a grant, you also receive just, I don't know, like you, okay, I had to pull it up. So you receive a YouTube partner manager, you receive seed funding, development sessions, training and networking. Um, I just don't want to get that right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you receive all these amazing things and it's really YouTube just investing in black creators on their platform mind you like I said I've known since October that I was selected for the Black Voices Fund but what I didn't know was who my classmates were who was who were the other recipients in um, of the 2023 Black Voices Fund so yeah on November 15th which I seen the video before that because randomly like I'm I'm knowing that I already knew that they were going to announce it you know November 15th so I'm checking the YouTube page literally like the night before to see the video because I knew it was going to be like a mark a big marketing thing marketing thing um so I actually was able to see the video before anyone seen it I it was an unlisted video and I saw it and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, my God, like my face is on there because, mind you, there are over 100 people um, who was selected for this grant, for this fund. I didn't think my face was going to be on there. I didn't know. So to see my face on there um, and just to see my channel name pop up, it was just like, wow, like this this is crazy. This is really happening. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm proud of myself for that. I'm really, really proud. This is like what's crazy is a few months ago, before I even knew that I was recipient of this grant, of this fund, 
I remember saying, I don't, and I might have even said it on a podcast episode. Like, I just feel like something big is going to happen. Like, this feels like a really pivotal moment, you know, for me. And then this happens. It's so crazy. And I'm really grateful for it. I'm grateful for everyone who supports me, who, you know, whether you just found the podcast, my YouTube channel, um, or whether you've been here for a really, really long time, like, like you're an OG. I appreciate you. You don't know how much it means to me to have you here along with me on this journey for, you know, discovering myself, sharing my knowledge and just sharing pieces of me being vulnerable, but also being a service to you. Anyway, with that said, like, like I said, I didn't know who else was a recipient of this grant. Um, at first, when I found out, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm put in the same class as these people. Like, you know what I mean? So just full transparency. So there are some people that I really, really look up to who also received this grant. Um, Larry June, Larry motherfucking June, he received the music grant. Um, like, so they have like a creative class and they have a music class. So Larry June, he's in the music class and Hines is someone else that I really enjoy his content, really connect and resonate with a lot of the things that he says. And he is also a recipient. Um, he's my classmate, period. He's my classmate. Um, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, wow. You know, at first I was like really flattered and I'm like, what the hell? Like, whoa, like that's really all I could say was just like, wow. Um, but then a little imposter syndrome started to kick in. Not a, not a little, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I started to kind of compare myself like, damn, like I'm not as good as these people. Um, like I don't belong here. Like what the hell am I doing here? Like, how did I get here? Why did YouTube choose me? I really started to downplay my worth. And then, you know, it's just a slippery slope from there. Like, I just kind of started to spiral and my mindset kind of started to go downhill. So, yeah, I wanted to dedicate this episode to Little Miss Imposter Syndrome. Like, she deserves an entire episode because I think that Everybody experiences this, like regardless of what you do for a living, where you're at in life, no matter how successful you are, everybody experiences imposter syndrome. And I don't think it's something that will ever go away, um, but I definitely think it's worth learning how to deal with it. So y'all know I like to give a little definition, um, <laughs> you know how I do, but if you've never heard of imposter syndrome, it is a psychological phenomenon in which you feel like you don't deserve your accomplishments you might feel like you don't belong you don't deserve your success or you may even feel out of place to go to an even further extent you may even feel like you will be exposed as a fraud by others so yeah like I was saying before these are all the feelings that I was feeling do feel often um and I'm going to talk about this at the end of the episode, but I recently listened to a podcast episode by Jay Shetty, um, the On Purpose podcast, and it allowed me to view imposter syndrome in a different way, like just have a different perspective on it. And I never even thought to look at it that way, but I love that perspective, that outlook. So I'm definitely going to wrap up the episode with that perspective. But first... Let's talk about me. <laughs> it's it's about me right now. 
Um, yeah, so like I said, I won the Black Voices Fund. One was selected. I don't know the correct term to use, but I was selected to be a part of the Black Voice the Black Voices Fund class of 2023. And although I've worked super hard, although I've been consistent, although I do feel deep down in my heart that this is something that I deserve and that I've worked for. A few days ago, I wasn't feeling it. I was really doubting myself. I was kind of feeling like I wasn't good enough. It was like, are you kidding me? You fucking think I'm as good as these people? You think I have as much potential as these people have? I was in my head for, hey, it. I don't know why I said it like that, but I was in my head for, <laughs> it's so funny because like I'll, at some point, although I talk often, but at some point, especially when I'm doing this podcast, I notice like how country or southern I'll sound and I'll be like, girl, what the actual hell? But yeah, I was in my head for a couple of days about this, just feeling not worthy, not good enough, like I didn't belong, trying to figure out why I was selected, like why I'm lined up with this group of people who have already attained levels of success that I have yet to reach. And I think, like, outside of me looking up to to these people, I think that was another thing. I was like, man, well, they way more successful than I am. Like, why am I even here? You know what I mean? It put me in a really, really bad mental space. I was literally spiraling. So much was going on in this little head of mine. Like, I typically upload one youtube video a week at least try to that's always my goal i found that that works for me and for my lifestyle one video a week but there was a a certain amount of pressure that i felt once that it was announced once it was announced that i you know was a part of this the part of the bvf i'm just saying bvf so i don't have to say that black voices fun claps twins with like that's long to say so I was starting to feel like I needed to do more I needed to be someone else I needed to work harder put out more content and because I had the mindset well why would they pick me you know I'm just literally on this podcast on my YouTube channel in every space that I show up in on the internet and in real life obviously but on the internet is what we're talking about right now i myself so i was like hmm why did they pick me all i'm doing is being myself maybe i should be something else maybe i need to put out more content or do more or show up as someone different but it's like why would you do that you were chosen because you are you you were chosen because they see the potential in you of who you already are. If you decide to start showing up as somebody else and doing shit a little different, not even not even doing shit a little different, but like just being somebody that I'm not, people going to be looking like, girl, what? What's going on? Because even as like I've been able to see when people aren't being themselves, whether it be online or in real life, I don't know if. Like, everyone can read that, but I'm really good at reading it if someone is being their true self or not. Like, 
I can I can tell. So in my mind, I feel that other people can tell as well when you're not showing up as who you truly are. I think that, like I said, and I'll touch on this a little more towards the end, but I think that as long as we're growing, we're going to continue to experience imposter syndrome. It's something that we'll continue to experience. When I first started this podcast, like you'll hear me say, like, I think it was on one episode um, when I was talking about the law of attraction. I didn't feel qualified. It was this was new territory for me. So I was kind of scared. There was some fear there, a little bit of uncomfortableness there because it was new. It was something that I knew about. I had read about. I had journaled about. I had, you know, internal dialogue about. But it wasn't something that I ever talk to the world about, talk to my community about. So there was this feeling of, uh, like, y'all would hear me say, like, uh, I don't know if I'm qualified to really talk about this. And y'all would hear my disclaimers, like, you know, this is just my experience. This is, it doesn't mean I'm an expert or I've mastered these particular things. <laughs> like, that's my that's my little disclaimer. But at the same time, there's a little imposter syndrome there. But like I said, as long as you're growing, taking risks, experiencing new opportunities, you're going to experience imposter syndrome. And I'll touch more on that towards the end. But right now, I want to kind of talk about some ways to combat imposter syndrome. Because like I said, we're going to keep experiencing it. It's going to keep happening to us. Might as well learn how to deal with it. And I feel like when we think about, you know, fear, and even myself, like when I've talked about fear in the past, I always align it with lack. And while that may be true, you have to understand the context. Like you have to really think about the situation because fear can be good uncomfortableness can it can be good if you're in a situation where you're doing something new that's gonna you know get you closer to what you want to achieve closer to the version of yourself that you want to be it can be a good thing and you want to continue you know to not necessarily fear but have feel uncomfortable one of my favorite quotes ever is you'll never grow in your comfort zone you will never grow when you're comfortable like you're gonna always be where you are if you are comfortable and you aren't experiencing new things that will allow you to grow and blossom and learn like what are you learning if you're comfortable and I feel like I have a little bit of cognitive dissonance going on here because when I first learned about imposter syndrome years ago literally up until a few days ago I felt like it was a negative thing and I mean it, it can be it doesn't feel good like you know like I'm feeling like I'm not good enough I feel like I'm unworthy and if that is a part of your everyday internal dialogue you definitely want to dig deeper because it may be deeper than imposter syndrome like typically we experience imposter syndrome like I said when we're trying new things you know we are offered new opportunities new experiences but I truly think that 
imposter syndrome can be a good thing if you learn how to combat it, if you learn how to deal with it. So yeah, that's what I want to get into. Some things that really helped me the past few days when I was dealing with imposter syndrome. Also, I don't know if y'all can tell like from my voice, but I've been dealing with a little bit of seasonal allergies the past couple of days, so please excuse me. But yeah, the first thing that helped me is to stop comparing myself to other people. Like, stop comparing yourself to other people. When they said comparison is the killer of joy, the thief of joy, I really felt that shit. Like, it's true. It's so true. Think back to when I was talking about how I felt when I learned that I was selected to be a part of BBF. I felt like, wow, yes, we did this. This is the moment we've been waiting for. This is the moment we've been working for. Versus when I found out who else was also selected, I immediately, unconsciously started comparing myself to them. Like, wow, well, they have this many followers and they have reached this amount of success. That's when the imposter syndrome literally started to kick in. Because I'm like, wow, I'm not as good as these people. Like, how can they put me in the same category, same lineup as these people? First of all, I know I've spent a lot of time comparing myself to others. Unconsciously comparing myself to other people. And thinking back to when my, you know, confidence and feelingness, feelings of worthiness. I don't know why I keep saying feelingness. But feelings of worthiness wasn't at, you know, a high. Around that time, I would literally compare myself to everyone. Everyone. Everyone who was who would be in my side. Everyone I knew. Everyone who walked past me. I would unconsciously compare myself. Your self-worth should be more than a comparison of other people. Because you're more than that. Like, you're doing yourself a disservice when you compare yourself. Because we're all so unique. We're all so different. You're doing... It's not fair to yourself and it's not fair to other people when you're comparing yourself. Number one, like I said before, we're all unique. We're all wonderfully made. Like I've said in the past, our individuality is our superpower. If there were a hundred Reeds walking around here, (laughs) like... What's the point in that? You know what I mean? Be who you truly are. Love who you truly are. Hone in on who you truly are. Because it's your superpower. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Comparing myself puts me in such a negative headspace. Because when you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to find someone who, one, looks better than you. is doing better than you have a better car than you, smarter than you, in your mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm always going to find somebody who I think is prettier, better, more talented, more skillful, better car, better house, better life. But the thing is, we're on the outside looking in. That's another part of it. We're on the outside looking in. 
We don't know what these people have went through. We don't know what they're, what's going on in their head. We don't know what they've experienced, how they got to where they are, what hardships, what struggles they had to go through to get where they are. We're only seeing one side of the story. You have to stop assuming. My one of my, Another one of my favorite quotes from my favorite movie ever, Poetic Justice, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Stop assuming. Stop comparing. We don't know the whole story. And as humans, when we don't know the whole story, we make up a story. <laughs> we make up a story. And that is not good, like, at all. Because, again, we're assuming. We're making this story about this other person that we want. It's true to us. Whether it's true or not, it's true to us. And that is dangerous. It's dangerous to you and it's dangerous for them as well. So we have to stop assuming. We have to stop. We have to stop it. With the subtraction of comparison comes the addition and deeper understanding of yourself. Right? Like, I know we like to have people to look up to, and I know we like to have people to inspire us, but sometimes we have to close that door just for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Close that door just for a little bit so we can learn ourselves on a deeper level, get to know ourselves on a deeper level, appreciate ourselves on a deeper level, love ourselves on a deeper level, experience ourselves on a deeper level. Like, y'all feel me? Like... Because we experience things, people. But have you ever thought about experiencing yourself? Experience yourself. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't think about that till now. Until those words came out my mouth. Learn to experience you. The magic of you. Automatically, when you do that, like I said before, the need to compare it goes out the window because you're so lost in who you are and the magic of who you are and what you have to offer, who you have to serve and the community that you have to serve. Get to know you. Experience the rawness, the realness, the magic of you. Okay, another thing that really helped me with imposter syndrome is viewing myself through the lens of someone else. And this can even be the younger version of myself. I don't know what it is or why it is so that it is hard for us to really appreciate and value how far we've come and the success we made, whether it be tangible success or spiritual success. It is so hard for us to really look at how far we've come. Why is that? It's almost like I got to downplay the compliment. Like, I don't know why, like, getting praise and compliments from other people low-key make me feel so awkward and so out of place. And I think maybe it's because I am, like, the spotlight is on me. For a long time, like, years ago, I thought I liked the spotlight. And I think that, remember, y'all know I just talked about this, you know, I wanted to be a singer. I think... That desire left me because I realized, like, I really don't care for the spotlight. 
like I don't really like it but yeah like getting a compliment it makes me feel awkward and I feel like if you would ask Travis or like my daughters they I think they would label me as a compliment whore and it's so funny because I just feel I think I mean because it is nice to hear a compliment it's nice to hear it from other people but at the same time like I can really feel awkward or out of place when I do get a compliment sometimes I don't know I guess it just depends on the setting who it's from everything like that but yeah like I be feeling out of place I sometimes try to downplay the compliment or I'll say for example if they like oh I like your outfit and I'm like oh really I've had this forever oh or literally I remember somebody telling me um Oh my God, you're so pretty. And I was just like, really? Thank you. I, I literally don't feel like it. But genuinely, that's how I felt that day. I felt so ugly. My skin was so broken out. And it's just, that's my prime example of like how you could be feeling your lowest. Like, you know what I mean? But someone else can still see the beauty in you. And I don't know if it's because we are looking at ourselves in the mirror every day. We're so familiar with our features and our thoughts and our skills. We're so familiar with it that it's mid to us. Like it's like average to us. You know what I'm saying? Like does that am I making any sense? I don't know, but I feel like one when you get really familiar with obviously yourself, like, you know what I'm saying? We know ourselves since the day we were born, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this relationship we have with ourselves is the longest relationship we have had and that we will ever have. So sometimes I think that we kind of, we tend to lose the appreciation for ourselves because we're so used to ourselves, right? Versus someone else like, we're damn near foreign to them. Like, for example, like, Travis, I see him every single day. But I always, like, notice something new about him, something different about him. Like, he's super intriguing to me, super interesting to me. Like, some of the stuff he does, like, and I mean, like, everyday habits, like, that some people don't even think are like don't even think about I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say but like I'm around this human being every single day but I still tend to find the beauty the the value in him but not myself it's really interesting it's super super interesting but yeah that's like like I said that's my prime example of how or why we should view ourselves through the lens of someone else like little me she would be blown she is blown to discover the person that I that we've become like outside of you know the things that we've achieved you know the degrees and the online success um you know the family Outside of all that, outside of all of these tangible things, she would be blown to even realize and understand mentally who we've become today. Like her mind would be pew, blown, bonkers. Like this is it's fucking crazy. So yeah, start to view yourself like the younger version of you.
Like, come on, y'all. It's it's hard to deny that a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, we've come really far. I know we all have. I know I have. I know y'all have. It's hard to deny that. But I think sometimes we're so focused on what we haven't achieved. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's not right in front of us that we forget how far we've come. We forget that what we have right now, we wanted so bad a few years ago, a few months ago. We wanted it so, so bad. And it's like sometimes once we finally get those things, once they're in our reach, in our hands, we forgot how bad we wanted it. But it's because we've already moved on so quickly to the next thing that we want. It's like a game. Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't really take time to appreciate what we have in the present moment, what's right in front of us. And that's another thing. Like, you you really do have to be grateful. Show gratitude for what's in front of you in the present. Like, show gratitude for the present moment. It's so important because when you don't, you lose sight of what's truly beautiful. This is literally another point, but I really want to merge these two points because they just align so much. But just be nice to yourself and celebrate your wins. Like, you know what I mean? I think that for me, for a long time, I wasn't nice to myself. I was pretty fucking shitty to myself. And... I truly deserve better than that. Like, truly. You know, last week I talked about reparenting myself. And if you listen to that episode, you can kind of understand that truly my upbringing had a lot to do with, you know, I think everybody's upbringing, whether it be negative experience. And truly my upbringing wasn't an all negative experience at all. Like, no, in no way I'm saying it, but just that area when it comes to self-worth, everyone, one's upbringing has an effect on how we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves. And obviously, like, thinking back to the last episode, my mother, by being super hard on me, putting a lot of pressure on me, she probably thought she was doing a good thing because she wanted the best for me, right? Just looking at it from her perspective. But as a result of that, it allowed me to not have a lot of value within myself for a really long time. Therefore, I had a lot of negative self-talk. It took me years, and I'm still learning to grow from that and unlearn those negative toxic habits because I did it for a long time you know what I'm saying so obviously it's going to take me a while to unlearn that negative self-talk and create positive self-talk where I can feel worthy like an outside of feel worthy outside of what I think others want me to be but like my own definition of worthy like I want to feel good in the skin that I am in I want to be comfortable by just being myself and I'm getting there but a way to do that is just like just be nice to yourself celebrate your wins like I fucking deserve this like I deserve to be a part of this 
You know what I'm saying? I think, like I said, we often downplay our wins because we're thinking about the next move. Like, we're thinking about the next thing we can achieve. But celebrate those wins. It's necessary. Because you'll look back and be like, damn, I didn't really celebrate that. And sometimes things don't feel, like, I guess accomplishments, they don't really feel real until you celebrate them. Until you are gathered with the people that you love and, you, and you're celebrating you and your wins. It's necessary. Because I'm pretty sure we all work really hard to achieve the levels of success that we want to achieve. You know what I'm saying? So celebrate you. If nobody else is celebrating you, celebrate you. I don't care. I don't, I do not care. Celebrate you. The small wins, the big wins. Celebrate every single one of them. Because you deserve that. Also, another point, like, for me, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit because I kind of talked about it in the last episode, but I got to stop being perfect or stop trying to be perfect. Like, this toxic perfectionism energy, she got to go. Like, she has to go. I can't, I can't do it. And I think that I'm finally in a space where, like, I'm allowing myself to slip up. I'm allowing myself to make mistakes. And, like, you'll even see on this podcast, like, where I may stumble over a word. Like, where I may pronounce the word wrong. Or I really can hear the southern, the countryness of my accent. But I keep rolling. Like, and not that the way I speak is a mistake or, like, that is not perfect. I mean, because it is. Because it's how it's who I truly am. It's how I speak. But I would really try to, like, I'm a black woman. I don't speak like, how do I say this? I don't speak like the dominant race in our society. But I think that's beautiful as fuck, though. I really do. Because for the, for the longest, like, when I would, like, y'all know I went to college. When I would give a, a speech in college or a presentation, I would really try to cover up my accent and speak in a different way. One, because I want, I think sometimes another way, another reason is like not so much that I'm trying to be perfect, but it's just that I want people to be able to understand what I'm saying, if that makes any kind of sense at all. But I don't really want it to be a dialect or language barrier. That was what I tell myself back then. Like, that's why I'm... You know, not so much trying to cover my accent because it's hard. Like when you're trying to give a presentation or when you're speaking and you are trying to speak in a way that really isn't true to you, it makes it hard because it takes the attention away from the message that you're trying to get out and it puts the attention on the dialect and the words that you're using. Anyway, that's that's really another. I kind of went off off subject there kind of but anyway yeah um I've been allowing myself to just be me and because I know that I'm an imperfect being but like I said in the last episode that's what makes me perfect like I'm perfectly imperfect but on another note like trying to be perfect it will really fuck you up like really really bad because it don't exist 
it does not exist. Trying to get everything right the first time, trying to be perfect, it does not exist. And like I said, I'm not going to get too deep because I just talked about this, but it will really leave you unhappy. When I spent my days trying to be perfect, I was so unhappy. And like I said, trying to be perfect, not for what my definition of perfect was, but trying to meet others' expectations of what perfect was, of what my mom's definition of perfect was, what society's definition of perfect was. Trying to stand up and meet those expectations will really drain you. It takes a lot of fucking energy trying to be perfect. It does. And when you do that, nothing will ever be good enough. Nothing will ever be good enough. If you try to be perfect, you're going to continue failing yourself over and over and over again because it does not exist. It doesn't exist. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Laugh. Laugh at your mistakes. Learn from them. Grow from them. If you're perfect, if you're trying to, you know, put on this persona of perfectionism, you're not allowing yourself room for growth. You're not. So right now, at this very moment, let go of your attachment to being perfect. It'll save you a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of feeling of feelings of unworthiness not feeling good enough, self-doubt, it'll save you. Trust me, I've been there. I spent most of my life trying to be perfect, and it feels pretty shitty. Allow yourself to slip up. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Because in those moments of quote-unquote failure, of quote-unquote disappointment, you'll grow, you'll learn. And you'll attain higher levels of self-awareness. Because guess what? You're learning. Not only about, you know, shit in the world, but you're learning about yourself. Make mistakes. Fuck up. Like, please. Please do it. So the last thing that helped me these past few days when I was experiencing imposter syndrome Um, Before I get into like, you know, my new perspective on this phenomenon, it's talking to a friend. It goes back to viewing yourself through the lens of someone else. Talk to a friend, not just any friend, a friend that has your best interest at heart, one who knows you, who understands you and who wants to see you flourish in this world. Like a real friend, because Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend and while I was, you know, experiencing imposter syndrome and she was just like, nah, Ree, like, you deserve this. Like, and when I first met her, she was telling me, like, she kind of, I didn't even know she watched my YouTube videos. Um, We met through the internet. Um, I interviewed her through, for, back whenever we were doing the magazine, I interviewed her for an article on the magazine and she immediately was telling me, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I love your content, your YouTube channel. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. You deserve, like, millions of followers. You're going to have millions of followers one day, blah, blah, blah. So 
Yeah, I spoke to her literally yesterday, and she was just like, nah, Re, you deserve this. Like, your shit is really good. And, yeah, she was just kind of, like, hyping me up and telling me everything that I needed to hear and nothing that I didn't. It's important to have people like that in your corner. Although, like, Travis told me literally the exact same things and it felt good to hear those things like you know what I'm saying but it low-key feel different when you hear it from somebody other than your partner or your mom or your sister or brother because sometimes I feel like family is obligated to tell you nice things if that makes sense like although I know what Travis said to me he meant it from the bottom of his heart you sometimes feel like family is obligated to tell you good shit like it's their job to lift you up when you're feeling down so to hear it from a friend it kind of just felt different it hit a little different so yeah talk to a friend you know what I'm saying like tell a friend how you feeling I literally got on the phone we were FaceTime and I'm like girl I've been feeling so much imposter syndrome lately she was like oh my god me too which is a prime example of, like I said, everybody feel that shit. Like, regardless of, you know, who you are, what levels of success you've achieved, everybody experiences it. But, yeah, definitely talk that shit out. Yeah, it really pays to keep, like, I don't have a lot of friends, y'all. Like, I low-key don't even really, like, I don't, it's, it's too much work. Having hella friends, like, I have, like, two or three friends. And these two or three friends, they don't even know each other. So it's not like we're a group of friends, but it's just like me and two or three friends that I talk to not even often, like every once in a while, because just, that's just the type of person that I am. I'm a loner by nature. Like, like I've said before, you can put me out with a group of people at an event and like, yeah, I can, I can really do a good job of, you know, making conversation and engaging with other people, but truly, like, the shit low-key draining to me. Um, so I do keep tend to keep my circle small. I stay to myself, but that's just my choice because that's where I'm mostly comfortable at. But the people that I do have in my corner, they're good-ass people, y'all. Keep good people who, you know mean the best for you have your best interest at heart want the best for you love you keep people like that in your corner to end this episode I want to talk about my new perspective on imposter syndrome like I said before I think that imposter syndrome can bring about you know these negative feelings like self-doubt and you know feeling unworthy but if you know how to work it, if you know how to move through, you know, the experience that is imposter syndrome, it can be a positive thing. After listening to Jay Shetty's episode on imposter syndrome, I definitely view it as if, okay, what skill do I feel like I'm lacking? Because sometimes it may be exactly that. Like you're put in for prime example, you know, me, I was put in this class with these people who have millions of subscribers and who have achieved, you know, levels of success that I haven't achieved yet. So it's like, what skill set do I feel like I'm lacking? 
do I want to add this skill to my skill set? Because sometimes, like, an example that Jay Shetty gave, he was just like, okay, for example, I'm sitting at this table with these people who are in real estate, and they're so knowledgeable on this, and I really don't have any experience in real estate. So, obviously, that's the skill set that I'm lacking. And then you want to ask yourself, do you want to add this set of skills to your, you know, I was going to say skill set, but... I don't know the word, but do you want to conquer this new skill? Yes or no? Because sometimes it may be just that, like, damn, I don't know how to do this. And so you may be feeling incompetent because of that. But do you really want to learn it? Like, am I making any kind of sense? And so if the answer is yes, then obviously there's an opportunity to learn, to grow more. So my perspective on imposter syndrome is, When those feelings arise, I want to first read the room and understand why I'm feeling it. Like, is it due to trauma that I've I've experienced in the past? Or is this actually an opportunity to grow, to learn? For example, you know, I've never given a speech or a speech isn't really the word, but because that's not what I'm trying to do in life is give speeches, but... Um, I've never talked to a large community of people in person, right? So I finally get the opportunity to do that, and I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling fearful, right? Because I have not experienced this yet. So imposter syndrome kicks in. Like, I feel like, damn, like, I've never done this. I don't know how this is going to go. But you go ahead and go through with it. You push through those feelings of imposter syndrome. Hence, you grow because now you have that experience. Now, when you are granted the opportunity to talk to a community of people, you won't have that imposter syndrome. So, yeah, my new perspective is looking at imposter syndrome as an opportunity to grow, to develop a new skill set. Y'all know I cannot in this episode without giving you a few affirmations that will fuel you in the best way possible when it comes to self-doubt and feeling unworthy. These have really been helping me and it's just a few, but that's all you really need. I am a worthy being just by being. I'm a worthy being just by being. I am open and ready to receive all the goodness and abundance that is coming to me. Because I think that's important. You have to be open and ready to receive. I'm open and ready to receive all the goodness and abundance that is coming to me. I am enough. Just as I am. I don't have to perform. I don't have to put on a mask. I am enough. Just by being me, just by showing up as my true, authentic self, I am enough. You're enough. That being said, I'm sending you so much peace, love, joy, and every single thing that you need. I love you. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.